all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that introduction. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. I'm your host, Joseph Brownlee, with Body of Christ Real Talk. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good mid-morning, good afternoon, good mid-afternoon, good evening. And for my night listeners and around the world, hello, hello, hello. Hola, como esta? For everyone knows that's Spanish. I'm limited in my Spanish, and <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not on my regular phone to, uh, to let my beautiful fiance do the introduction in Espanol in Spanish. But hola, como esta? To all my Spanish listeners, I don't know the other languages. If you listen to from other countries, you know, help me out. Help me out. God bless you all. All right, welcome to quick topic. I'm going to have, give me about 15 minutes. This is a 15 minute quick topic. I want to talk to my listeners. I want to talk to my listeners about maturity. Maturing. How do we develop in a mature way? How do we grow into maturity? This message is from for the saved and the unsaved. I know I always say that because I don't want to assume that everybody listens to me is saved. They probably not. And I don't want to assume that everybody, the ones that listen to me are not saved because they probably are. So I just say this is for the saved and the unsaved, the believer and the unbeliever is for everybody. Maturity is very important in our walk in life. Especially on this earth. It's a, it's a, but the thing about maturity, the experience that I have experienced anyway, because I like to use myself, which you, you go back from a time to the times when you went to school from kindergarten. I remember pictures of kindergarten when I went to Westerly School in Chicago. You was a child, you know, you remember the fat crayons and the fat pencils and the big line paper, white papers and stuff like that, the chairs, and you, you know, you remember the, the, the teachers had the very crazy names and <laughs> you know, so I had a Miss Tate, I had a, that's all I can remember, Miss Tate. I, I guess I remember Miss Tate because I think I had a little crush on Miss Tate when I was little, but that, that we will get into that. <laughs> that was one of the teachers I think I had a little, uh, if you could call it a crush. Well, anyway, from infancy, not infancy, but when you was a child, when you started going to elementary school, then you went up to uh, middle school, then you went up to 
you know, high school. I, I didn't go to college, so I can't put college there. But I'm just saying it's a maturity level. You you get different, le- different levels of teaching because you mature. You don't get the same type of arithmetic. It, gets, it advances. You don't learn how to read the same type of way. It advances. You, you go to regular writing, those big giant words, to smaller words, to cursive writing, or what we used to call cursive writing. I don't even think they do that today now. It's, it's a shame. Because remember that you have to learn how to write in cursive, you know, the fancy looping and everything like that. I was slower learning that. I was slower learning quite a uh, few things in uh, middle school. But when I started learning cursive and everything, I never was good at it. But I, I learned a little bit from cursive writing. But remember syllables. You have to break. You learn how to read and write and syllables or pronounce things and syllables, things they don't use in school today. It's amazing what they don't teach school. This is I believe why a lot of kids and a lot of people cannot read. You have a lot of kids that know arithmetic, but they can't read too well, which is most the most important thing to learn in life is reading. It's more important than arithmetic. And I'm just talking about what the mouth, you know, when it comes to the mind, I'm not talking about walking and talking, you know, but I'm just saying reading, knowing how to read is the most important thing today, I believe, in life. But anyway, you start maturing and you start learning things, but you never stay the same. You from the child in elementary school to middle school to, uh, or grammar school, you want to call it, to high school and if you went to college, but I'm just going basically the basic, you know, levels of schooling. You learn maturity. Ten more minutes, please. Just ten more minutes. It's nothing long. I just want to talk about maturity. You know, you don't stay the same. You're not supposed to stay the same if you don't have no type of mental struggles or capacity like I have. I had mental struggles. I had a a, a tough time learning. I was a slow learner. I wasn't slow learner when it came to reading. I was pretty good at reading and English, you know. But math and other science, I wasn't that well. So I was, you call that a, a slow learner. Some people, you, I never went to a special ed class because they had special education class. But I never went to those uh, a special education class and at that time people assumed that special education meaning you was retarded or you were slow or something but I was a slow reader but I never had to go to special ed you know but anyway the maturity that I have growing up through elementary school all the way up to some parts of high school two years of high school you mature you might not be the smartest and you might not be the dumbest or the slowest, but you do mature. If you have all your full, full mental capacities, you mature in life. Then you get out there in the world if you went to college. It depends how far you went in life. When you go through high school, you know, and if you're going through college, that's kind of a whole new different lifestyle because of the things they uh, teach in college today. You already know the basis of language and maturity and stuff like that. So college is just another level. That's why I kept it at the high school level. Well, anyway, in life, it's the same thing. When you grew up with friends and you, you play sports or you, you had your first girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, etc. You learn how to do this. You learn how to run, play football, basketball. You learn how to talk. You learn how to mature yourself. If you took that learning that you got from school with you, 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 you learn other language as well, which is called street language where I live at, you know, or Ebonics or whatever like that or slang. 
depends on the neighborhood you lived around. Everybody didn't live in the neighborhood that they learned Ebonics and they learned slang and, uh, you know, you know, hood language. I can just speak for me. I never lived in a ghetto, but I did live in a hood that was predominantly, you know, a certain language that we taught. Not everybody, because it wasn't a bad neighborhood, but that's the, that's the way it is. But my thing is, you mature and you learn more things, okay, and life in general, supposed to anyway. So, you know, you don't, you don't, basically the majority of people don't stay the same. They might be still goofy. That person might be still quiet like myself I used to be. But when I, I was very quiet then. I'm not as that quiet now, but I'm still a personal person. I'm not so much of a, a, a introvert like I used to be. I'm, I'm, I can be an extrovert, but I, ch- I can choose when to let go and when to hold in now. So that's even part of maturity in life. And the reason I'm bringing this up, it's the same thing when you get saved. The same thing when you go through salvation. It's a growing process. Now, it has really nothing to do with age, actually. Because you can be a baby in Christ at the age of 80 years old. If you just got saved, you're still somewhat of a baby in Christ. Why? Because your spirit man was dead. Your, you know, spirit man is dead. So if you just got saved, I don't care if you got saved at 10 or 5, Oh, you got saved at 80. Your spirit man was still dead because of what Adam done. So your spirit man was made at last. So you have to relearn how to understand spiritual things when it comes to the Bible. So you got the, you, you learn in spiritual things something that's new to you. So when you first get saved or, you know, and you first get saved, you learn to say, you, you, got, you got to start off slowly. Paul talked about that, you know, he got on the Corinthians. The reason he got on the Corinthians or some other believers in the Bible is because they wasn't growing. Okay? They wasn't growing. The same thing can happen, and it happens today in the spiritual walk with Christ. You grow. You're supposed to mature in the things of Christ. If you grew up or you was brought up in a spiritual Pentecostal environment or a Baptist environment or a charismatic environment and you got saved in those churches... Spiritual maturity in the word of God, you're supposed to grow. But the problem with that is it, de- is de- it depends what they're teaching out of the Bible. It depends if they're rightly teaching God's word. See, it all depends on that. So you just don't automatically grow spiritually like you do physically. I'm not saying mentally, but I'm saying physically. You don't automatically grow spiritually. It's not an automatic grow growth process like you do physically from a man or a woman, from a child to a from a, a girl, boy, little kid to a, an adult. But spiritually, you've got to work on that the same way. That's, but unfortunately, it doesn't just automatically happen. You have to work at it. You have to exercise it. You have to grow in it. So when you brought up in the church, if they all you hear is speaking in tongues, all you hear is healing and, you know, you know, signs and wonders and a lot of shouting and a wonder like that. That's all you know. But you're not growing in the word of God. You going to you probably got saved 10 day, at 10 years old, but you 40 years old. And if you're still in that environment, you still go be doing the same thing the majority of the time unless you go outside the box. And start reading the words yourself and, and ask other questions and, 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 you know, talk to other people or whatever like that. But if not, you're going to basically stay the same. You're not going to grow in the word of God. 
So it's the same thing. A spiritual growth, maturity, and salvation takes work. It doesn't automatically happen. That's why you have so many people that's 60, 50, 67 years old are still babies in Christ. They're, they're religious. They're caught up in traditions. They never step out of the box because they feel uncomfortable if they step out of the box. See, because they, they've been told what they have been learning in their church is the word of God. You can't get it nowhere else. That's the exact word of God. So their maturity is like dormant. It's like dormant because they never went out of the box and really discovered what God wants them to learn. So my point is, I'm going to end it with this. Whoever's listening to this in life and the spirit, you must mature. Physical growth when you are born automatically happens. It does not stop. You're going to be an infant. You're going to, be, you're going to, you're going to go to mid-age. You're going to become a teenager. You're going to be going adult if you make it all the way through. It's a automatically. It's automatically. That's the cycle of life. But it doesn't happen like that spiritually when you're saved. You have to work at it because you have to read your word. You have to pray. You have to fellowship. And you have to mainly rightly divide God's word to grow on maturity. Because if you don't rightly divide it, you're going to get a lot of wrong divided. And you're not going to grow. You might know a lot of scriptures. But because you know a lot of verses, you know how to quote a lot of verses by heart. You know how to quote a lot of scriptures. You know how to do all of that. That does not mean that you are mature. Because the majority of the time you quote them out of context. You're praying out of context. So therefore you are still a baby in Christ. Say ouch. <laughs> we all have been there. So maturity is very important spiritually. So when you get saved, make sure you're in the right surroundings. Make sure you're around the right church. Church as the body of Christ, not so much the building. The body of Christ. Make sure you can taught rightly divided. That's for the saved and the ones just got saved, okay? So think about it. that's what I have to say about maturity. It's automatically in physical life to grow. But it's not in your spiritual life. That's anything. Any faith you're trying to get into. But I'm just talking about the word of God. You have to work at it. You have to seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You have to seek truth. You have to want to grow. But you can't stay complacent in one area. You cannot stay complacent in one area. It's more than your denominational church. You can't be afraid. You have to step out. Don't step the wrong way, though. Go right. Don't go left. You might wind up with some type of other teaching or some type of other spiritualism that's out there. You have to be careful. So it takes work because you got people coming with saying the Bible said this and this is the word of God. Jesus said all type of ways. So you must be guided by the Holy Spirit the best way you can to grow in maturity. And don't be afraid to step out. Okay. God bless you all. Salvation. The way to be saved today is believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Really, truly believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the way to salvation according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. If you have a pen or paper, please, please write it down or re-listen to this, replay this podcast. Okay. Also, when I'm over, 
when you look at the notes on the podcast or the introduction, I will have a phone number on there that you are welcome to call for Q&A questions, for prayer, for ideas, or you just want to call and talk to me and just just talk. It's a call-in line. It's not my personal line, but if you have a special call, I will most definitely call you back. Or you want me to talk about a certain issue. And this doesn't be, have to be the Bible all the time, but just in life in general or something that's going on that you like to like it to be talked about, just call that number. And I will talk about it online, you know, on my show, rather. If you want your name mentioned, I will do that. I will not do it without your permission. I believe in confidentiality. So if you want me to mention your name, let me know. But if you have a comment or a question or just want prayer or just pray together, you're struggling with something, you need help or something, if I can help, I will help. Or I will lead you to someone else, some other sources if I don't know. Okay, so I will leave that number on the podcast when I send out this podcast. Okay, it's a seven seven three number, and I will leave it on there. You know, I'm gonna try to do it at all my podcasts when I get through. Okay, but salvation is today. The time of salvation is today. I know I'm going over my time today. So if you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and He rose again, you are saved. Don't worry about your sins. That that been covered already. I cannot put enough emphasis on that. It's been covered 2000 years ago. Your sin, penalty of sin. That does not mean you will not sin again. That does not mean your sin nature has been delivered. The only time your sin nature will be redeemed is when he comes back at the day of the rapture to come get you. Okay? But for now, your sins is not going against you. Your trespasses is not going against you. According to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, you have, you need to be reconciled to God now. You have been forgiven. Now you need to be reconciled to God because he already reconciled himself to you according to, according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. Okay? So, my thing is for you. Don't sit on the fence too long. Don't get all caught up in your feelings and thinking about it because any type of doubt that you believe that Jesus rose again for your sins, you cannot be saved. You just cannot say you want him in your heart or Jesus changed me or I believe that you are the Messiah or the King or Lord and Savior. You have to really in your heart believe that he died and he took care of all your sins. Whether you believe about the forgiveness of sins or not, that's already been done. But believe in what he done or, or what he done for you, that's the key of salvation. Believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. Not just saying it, not just a feeling, but believing it. Okay? God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. It's time for us to mature in our physical and spiritual life. God bless you all. Love you all. Bye-bye. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.